I always like taking the breath, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like, okay, and scene. <laughs> All right, ready? Uh, welcome, welcome to, to Culture Beast. Beast. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been uh, uh, a couple months. Yeah, I went off and tried to die on you. Yeah. Um, back now, though. Um, back fun fun story about that later. Um, Is it fun, though? No, it was terrible. <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. The whole, th- from like start to finish. Yeah. It's just pretty shit. <laughs> just the whole, the whole thing. But I'm um, better now. Good. Better now. Better now. Are you? <laughs> you all then are you? Yes. Oh. Well, you know, indubitably, you understand. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Welcome. Yeah, back, thank back, you. Back. Welcome, welcome back to the land of living, sir. <laughs> yeah. We've been waiting for you. We pressed your things, and they are in your room. Um, like uh, as you can, you know, like uh, shoot. Uh, What's his name? Uh, <laughs> That's descriptive. Gosh. The uh-huh. 70s. Uh, Austin Powers. I guess. Basil. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was his name. Was it Basil? Basil, yeah, yeah. I feel it sounds like I haven't watched those since <laughs> cryo- I was cryogenically frozen. Yes, Basil. Yes. Um, stop moving it. Because then it wobbles. Weeble, wobble, 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 wobble. Yeah, That one, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah we're back in the studio. Yeah, we, um, we've, we've kind of had to actually use it. Well, you've kind of had to actually use it as a garage. Yes. So we're, we're, we're using a temporary set at the yep, moment. I'm in mid-restoration of this guy. Yeah, tell uh, us about that. 1970s uh, Manix style dune bike. It's not a true Manix, um, but it's definitely the style of a Manix dune buggy. It's still cool. Yeah, it's fun. So I got the chassis here, as you can see, kind of just in the peripherals of the frame. Peripherals. Um, I don't. That's string. Yeah. Huh, I just noticed that. Industrial, though, you know, industrial what, style string. I wonder what they're hoping that held it on. Uh, the axle, probably. <laughs> yeah, light it yeah up we wouldn't need a pellet stove, would we? The whole house would burn down. And be nice and toasty. Yeah, we would. Um, yeah, so this is uh, this is here, that's there, and uh, we're having some scars and uh, some coffee today. Yeah, coffee. I can't drink at the moment. Right. I'm not supposed to drink at the moment. So we're doing coffee today. Yeah, we're doing uh, a Colombian natural processed from a homie up uh, in Great Falls nice at El Blanco. It's sweet, um, strawberry notes. Hopefully it pairs, pairs well with our Yeah, cigars. that's really nice. Yeah, so pretty excited about it. Got some I, water. I am excited about it. And what are we smoking today? Here? Uh, Tabernacles from Foundation. You know, Nick does a great job over there. and um, This is the Petite Lancero, so it's long and skinny. How I used to be. Um, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> I meant height-wise, not... Oh, well, I should have grabbed that punch. Well, shit. Dang you should have grabbed your, ah. your birthday or Christmas present. Dang it. Whatever present it was. <laughs> I should have tried it. Yeah, that'd I be told, fun. I totally this is a little too small for it, I think. Oh, okay. But on a bigger scale, you know, that's what yeah. I was thinking. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to yeah, grab so you, a, I knew you this, knew. In the back of my mind, I was like, Yeah, you, know you what? tried to save yourself some embarrassment <laughs> by forgetting. <laughs> Anyways. Anyhow. Shall we light these? Yes. Why are you like this? It's probably cold. Mine doesn't like to be cold. Ooh. Wow, I've never tasted it in a cigar before. What? I've never tasted this in a cigar before. I, uh, what Taste what? <laughs> I don't know what that means. 
It's just a different taste mm-hmm. than what I've used to tasting. I don't know. Tabernacles are good. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I'm a big fan of them. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That natural what, pepperiness of that yeah, that's Nicaraguan like on your tongue. Spice. Yeah. I wonder how it pairs with this coffee. Let's find out. Let's find out. Brings out the sweetness of the coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, they're really nice. Yeah. And I, I'm a sucker for a good Petit Lancero as well. Like, there's just something about it. Sure. They smoke really nice. So he is, what's up with you? Um, I, I've had um, some health scares and some medical complications and mm-hmm. um, kind of got really serious there for a second. Yeah. Um, but on the mend, I'm at about 60%. Um, not, you know, there's still some things to be done, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Yeah. Tell us um, about your new, uh, I'm glad you're, glad you're, glad you're better mm-hmm. and healthy. That was kind um, of weird. I'm leaving. Um, I'm, I'm scaling back at work so mm-hmm. I can, you know, only doing one job instead of three. Right. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, I'm just trying to be a better steward of this, mm-hmm. this vessel of bone and flesh that I've been given yeah. to walk through this world in. That was so cryptic. I should have written that, that down. That was yeah. great. What were you recording? Um, yeah. it, so. <laughs> I'm just about to say, <laughs> we're going to be okay. Make a sound clip of it. Um, but yeah, it was it, 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 it was a little bit of a wake-up call. I'm reevaluating mm-hmm. some things. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You've been reevaluating your uh, car lineup. Mm-hmm. Nissan Titan now. Mm-hmm. Um, Lexus is going to go back to you, so mm-hmm. you can drift missile the shit out mm-hmm. of it. It's going to be great. Uh, maybe, maybe picking up a, a Volkswagen Rabbit. Yep. Um, we mm-hmm. just, we just, we just sw- rotate cars. Yeah. Like we just, <laughs> we just keep cycling them in the family. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, uh, there was a, and I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Down the road from uh, the studio and the shop here um, is a 1971 uh, Austin Mini original. The original Mini Cooper, for those of you who are um, uneducated swine. Yep. And um, we actually stopped finally after years of driving by it and me drooling over it for years. So there we were. He's like, you should drive the Titan. I was like, let's let's go. Yep. And so we're driving. And I was like, I've always wanted to stop by that Mini. I'm like, well, let's go stop by the Mini. Roll up to the to the thing. Yep. Guy's working on his van. Peeks yep. around the corner. Oh, hey, Paul. Yeah. Oh, hey. As <laughs> you know, I know a lot of people in this town. I know a lot of people, a lot of places, um, but every time something like that happens, <laughs> oh, hey, Paul, every flipping time, it's so annoying. But it, it ended up, and so we, we talked about it mm-hmm. and um, thinking that's going to come home with me. Yeah. needs. It's been sitting for about a year, but it ran great before that time. So probably just needs some maintenance. Yeah. Yeah, he bought it for his wife. Um, uh, she's just not been interested in it, I guess. So just yeah. it's been sitting. And I mean, it's a little car. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to get in and out of mm-hmm. every day. And I'm going to have to reposition the seat because it's even too close for me. <laughs> which Jeez. is saying something because I'm, <laughs> I'm a little guy. Yeah, you know? I didn't sit in it, but I'm it's sure tiny. it's tiny. Yeah. So I need to, you know. Cut the back seat in half and <laughs> get the, the seat to go back. <laughs> and it's fixed position seat, so. 
I thought the guy didn't he say that the owner the owner yeah he had put it California, back already dailyed it yeah and put it back already mm-hmm. but I was hitting the steering wheel with my knees yeah that's crazy I'd like to have it back like another two inches mm-hmm. so but yeah I'm I plan on weather permitting I plan on driving it quite a bit mm-hmm. it's such a me car yeah it's perfect um it's so perfect yeah yeah. I really hope that yeah, happens. Yeah, and and I, you know, I I will have to get driving gloves again. Yes, you would absolutely have to get driving gloves. Yes, that's one of the fun things about like owning classic cars is like figuring out like what you're gonna wear when you drive them. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's certain outfits I don't want to oh, drive yeah. when I when I drive my bug. You know, yeah. Oh no, it's absolutely. so fun. So yeah, so that's exciting. Very excited to see that. Yeah, and I I you know, the biggest takeaway from all of this has been that. While I'm not old, mm-hmm. I'm not young anymore. Right. And that was laid very plain to me. Sure. And so I'm now, like we kind of talked about earlier, um, going to start doing things that I want to do mm-hmm. be- because I want to do them. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's going to be great. for that. Yeah. Just um, come into your own. I I have a lot of car related topics yeah, to talk about. Yeah. So Probably I would like mostly car. Yeah, I'd say we just make it a motorsport moment here. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any outside music or cultural things happening that I want to touch on. Um I don't think so. Um I found a new podcast called tritonal it's uh we listened to it this morning with breakfast um it's a it's artist called goes by the name of tritonal it's two guys and they have a podcast called tritonia um which is it's pretty fun it's kind of a it's almost like a nod to the featured beat show of Mm, yes yes which Um, we love yeah and they they put a uh, dj complexion just put us 300th episode which is wow that's so great congrats man and it's cool like hearing him talk like people have like really connected through this podcast like people have 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 met each other through it you know people proposed to through it you know so it's just it's it's cool that he's been like uh so labor intensive to bring people so like actually my next my next tattoo that i want to get is a is an astronaut Mm-hmm. In in nod to the future beat show, you know, because it's it's all like space themed. Yeah. So I think that'd be a really fun tribute to you know what that podcast is kind of meant for me, you yeah. know, and what's shown. Yeah, me I mean, you've been, uh, I mean, you've been listening to that for years. Yeah, since t- episode one twenty. Wow. Maybe earlier than that. Yeah, I remember exactly where I was when <laughs> my friend told me about it. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that was so cliche. Yeah. I'm sorry. It was just, but it's, but it's one of those things that just had such a big impact in my life that like I've known, like I, I remember it so clearly. Yeah. What episode I listened to, where I was, you know? Yeah. So you don't get those things very often. No. So. No. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a feat. 300 episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is episode 24 for us. So... <laughs> Yeah, we're slacking. Um, I want to um, first and foremost. Um, I want to talk. Uh, I'm a big um, like smaller car companies who, you know, um, might not have the volume of say Toyota or McLaren or something like that. Right. You're, you're familiar with Noble. 
Yeah. They got a new uh, supercar coming out. Oh, really? Have you seen it? Mm-mm. I sent it to you. Did you? Well, yeah, my phone's recording. <laughs> well, no, like I sent it to you like weeks ago. Oh, right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's called the M500. Uh-huh. Um, and it's... Uh, um, and that they announced it um, at Goodwood in 2018, and now they're actually like building it, and it's stunning. Hmm. Um, yeah, and it's and it's it's it. Noble has this. Um, I'm trying to think of the right word. They have this kind of philosophy mm-hmm. uh, where they're old school. So you know, no, they don't have um, airbags or anti-lock brakes. You nice. know. Um, Love that. You know, the the suspension is coilovers with no active adjustment, hydraulic steering, you know, like kind of old school because they want that that feeling. And the new one's going to be just like that. Right. And I'm really excited for it. Um, yeah, it's cool seeing car companies kind of have those those nods back to nostalgia. And it's roots, got a gated you know? shifter. Oh, really? Six speed. That's amazing. Yeah, they were going to do a dual clutch automatic and they dropped it. Oh, good. Good for so that you can't get an automatic in it because nice. it's not like the Ferrari you drive to you know your restaurant in Miami. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a enthusiast car, right? And it's really pretty. Yeah, it's so good. Oh my goodness, it's really pretty. And yeah. I mean, it. I mean, the whole thing is mm-hmm. just really pretty. Really well done. Looks small. It well, yeah. Which should be, you know, sports car yeah. should be small. And I'm I'm excited when you see companies like we've talked about so many times when they kind of go back to their roots and realize that you know the enthusiast is a large market too. Right. And Noble has always catered to the enthusiast, which I appreciate. Right. So. Yeah, it's hard. The, the enthusiast market is just hard because like for you and I as thirty somethings, you know, like Stop we don't it. have a lot of extra money to be throwing. Don't at. remind me. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have like enthusiast money you know what i mean like yeah in certain regards i mean yeah i cigar enthusiast i got money for that yeah but not like buying a new noble you know what i mean or like not at this moment no right but that's what i'm saying like, soon i'd like to buy one someday right that'd be cool yes but like at the moment like we are not the people like flooding the market with their purchases no you know what i mean no not not this week no right so, so that's just like, I mean, it, there's other cars that are more paintable. Like, we could probably finance a new Corolla. You know what I mean? Or the new Maverick. Know, which, which, is it the Corolla hatch or the Yard, the new GR, Corolla or GR Yard? One of them's like 74, it's, it's starting out at an obscene price. I Cheap. saw that. What? Cheap or no, expensive? No, it's like $74,000. It's probably the GR. But like, I could buy a Corolla or a Yaris put all the parts on it and not spend $74,000. Right. But you could also get a rally bred uh, race car for well, $74,000. $74, I could build it myself from a base Corolla or sure. whatever and still not spend that much money. So why would I pay that much money? I would. It's stupid. Because the GR Yaris is going to become a collector car. That's fair. <laughs> that it's gonna be. It's gonna go down as like a. I think a, a new age JDM. Legend. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, which I have like I can get into more. Yeah, I know you can. So. And it makes me kind of. Uh, well, uh, I don't get excited about stuff like that. Well, here's so here, here's the thing about the Jared. We're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go culture abuse talk. Okay. So the uh, new season of the WRC is kicking off this weekend, mm-hmm. right? The 2022 season in Monte Carlo. Um, the new FIA regulations are uh, hybrid cars. 
So, um, so they have electric motors to get them around stages and to kind of like, um, you know, from, from stage to stage, um, and then in the service areas, those sorts of things. Yeah. Which Uh, is, it's weird. It's weird. Um, it does, it does give a different, uh, dynamic cause they can, uh, it saves braking in corners, and then it gives yeah. you more power in straights. So it's more of a driver's car in a certain regard because you have to manage the power and the output. But uh, the GR Yaris—that's a stretch. The GR Yaris is no Loeb actually was talking about that. Uh, Sebastian Loeb was talking like it's—it's it's more you have to manage the car yeah, more. Yeah, but and I just—I just when I hear. It's more driver, you know, based, and it's more enthusiastic, like all, you know, oh yeah. I don't think of hybrid, and yeah, I think it's, that's it's not stupid. A, it's not in the traditional sense by no. any means, but this is like you—you you have to drive the car differently than what you did with the previous generation. Well, yeah, you because know. It, power, you know, you can yeah. kill yourself. And so, like the regenerative braking and yeah. all this stuff, like you have—you actually have to manage the car. The driver is more responsible for managing the car now yeah, than what it was in previous gonna, years. I don't think that's better. I mean, it's not better. You know how I am. Anything, right. but new. it adds a certain level of Anything difference in in the WRC. That's mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, so Toyota is now using the GR Yaris as their base for their rally car. Mm. So it is like a full fledged rally car, and like no companies are doing that anymore. Yeah, I'm not paying seventy four thousand dollars for that car. <laughs> Period. Like I'm not. Not, you not that car. No, no, I wouldn't do that. Not for that car. I'd pay seventy thousand seventy four thousand dollars for the new Alpine A one ten. If it, you know their rally spec, I'd pay that much money for that. There's I'd no pay, way those are seventy four. What? There's no way those are seventy four. No, like one hundred twenty. Yeah, but uh, what else are you gonna do for seventy four? Yeah, I, that's why what, I said I would do that for seventy four because yeah. that's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, if you look at well, I don't. I can't. I can't find it. I'd have to, like. Okay, the new uh, GR Corolla hot hatch. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna because I sent this to you. Um, the uh, mechanical all-wheel drive, which I love. Uh, the three-cylinder turbo, wide-body kit, manual transmission. Right. Mm-hmm. It's twice the size of that GR Yaris. Mm-hmm. I would pay. And they were like, "Look, the hot, hot, hot hatch version of that yes. is seven four thousand dollars." Yes. I'd do that. Yeah. But I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pay seventy four thousand dollars for a car I can put in the back of the truck. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. It's fair. I like to see substance. <laughs> I want to know yardage per dollar. Okay, <laughs> not inches per dollar. Well, you know if, what I mean. If the uh, stages on the WRC circuit are uh, not convincing enough, I don't know what, no. what can well, convince you. You know me. I'm an irrational. <laughs> it takes irrational things to convince me. You could be like, it's seventy-four thousand dollars. It's won all the world. Ra- no, it's garbage. Yeah. It has plat seats. Really? Yeah. Like that? I'm irrational it when it comes to it this comes shit. It comes with with a with a wood grain gear knob. Oh yeah. Oh well, I mean that. <laughs> I do that's that. worth it. Yeah, I have irrational <laughs> shit like that. Like, I do not like the Porsche 918 because mm-hmm. it's hybrid. I just don't like it. As soon as it said it's going to have top mounted exhaust, I want one. And it's, <laughs> it's stupid because you shouldn't spend $400,000 for that. But I'm gonna, if I could, I would because it's got top mounted exhaust. Right. Not for any other reason. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I just, I'm not going to do it. I understand. You know, um,. I just it's irrational stuff yeah it's fair you know I have those weird things about cars yeah I just like like 
I don't necessarily like the Porsche 924 and the 944. Mm-hmm. Add pop-up headlights, all about it. Yeah. Can't can't get enough of it. Yeah. Can't I've been, I've been the 968. Mm. Pop-up teardrop headlights. Yeah. Done. Sexy as hell. Yes. I'm I'm irrational about shit like that. <laughs> Sometimes those small things just help people, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love them. When the when I first put a battery to my nine two four and the pop up lights turned on, like they came up, I was like, yeah. And then you hear the, you know, yes. It was like a magical moment. Do you want to know my favorite thing about Aston Martins? And you know I love Aston Martins. Yes. You know my favorite thing is the swan doors. Oh yeah. The doors open fifteen degrees up when you open them. So cool. You want to know why they do that? Why? So you don't hit curbs. Oh really? How? Sexy is that? Yeah, that's See, awesome. that's that's that is my favorite thing about Aston yes. Martin's door. Yeah, but I just I love that little, <laughs> little just, detail. You know, little bit I, of if I had one, I would just stand there and open the door and close the door. Open the the only thing that you know Next they'd be curb. oil change, new tires, and door hinges because I wore them out. You know, like <laughs> I'm telling you what. Yes, but like I, the circling back. Yes, <laughs> or else we're never gonna no. get back here. <laughs> um, I just I. I d- I'm not excited about it. I don't. That's okay. I know, and it it is. But you can, is. but you can, you can, you can make the argument that GRERS is doing something f- in motorsports that no other companies are doing. It is. It is making the three-cylinder great again. Yes. I will give it that. Yeah. The three-cylinder turbo is a screamer. And they're making like. Uh, How light is that thing? It's shoot. I don't know. I think it's like twenty-five or this. something. Let's Google this. Because I want to know. Because that, it's what, 190 horsepower? It's not much, is it? It's like three, 250 or something. Oh, I'm thinking, we watched that thing, and that was the number that stuck in my head. GR Yaris specs. Okay, here we go. Um, no, this is the... Okay, this isn't it. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, it's a screamer, though, man. Curb weight. Um, <laughs> I love that Mo- Motor Trend's always honest. The 2020 y- GR Yaris is a street legal rally car you can't buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, 1.6 liter, 257 horsepower, 265 foot-pounds, 12-valve, inline three, uh, six-speed manual, uh, 2850. Yeah, 2850. So it's a ton and a half. That's not a lot. I mean, that's a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Because that's I mean, probably, I mean, it's it's a, it can't, I mean, Yaris is a small, you've seen my Yaris. Yeah, with tiny. Two less doors, you know, add four wheel drive to that and a turbo and yeah. I'm just not going to pay $74,000 for it. You can name off all these amazing things about it and I'm, I'm <laughs> kudos to you. I'm yeah. very happy for you. I don't, I don't care. That's okay. I'm not going to buy it. But you have to respect the car in, in you know, what it is and what it's doing. I don't though. Why not? I can appreciate it. I don't. I don't. I. You don't respect the GRERs. No. Why? I, who else is making? Who else is making? I think it's a bit of uh, like a. What do you call that? It's a bit of a. Like a party piece. It's not like you can't get one. No. Yeah. So. What are we even arguing about? Same for that dog. We can't buy it. It's, That's it's, true. It, I think it's a bit of a puff piece. I think. Yeah, it's got great credibility. It's got the the facts are there, and if it does great in WRC, I'm real happy for him. Yeah, but I, you know, 
But nobody else is making rally. I don't see it and get. I don't see it and pop out chubby. I don't. <laughs> do I? Do I, I, I look at other cars? I'm like Jesus. Yeah. You know. Here's the thing. If I'm gonna get behind this car, <laughs> this, you're gonna love this. If I'm gonna get behind this car, I want to react to it like I reacted to Florence Pugh doing the macaroni scene in Hawkeye. <laughs> Whatever was in my mouth when she started talking about macaroni <laughs> fell out of my mouth, my tongue included. And I'm here to tell you, I want like I. You are so about the GRRs, and I love that for you. Yes. I don't see it. Yeah. I like. I. I mean, there's I other cars it. I would probably own before it, but. But you can't get one, so yeah. Yeah, it would be. I mean, if if they were available in the states, I'd probably get a different. You know, it's. Yeah. But I I like that it's like Toyota is like the only company actually making a rally bred car. Subaru's doing it. Uh. Uh-uh. They're not it. They're not. They're not in the WRC. Tells you how closely yeah, I follow it. The four, like the Puma is just a car, you know, like it's not a rally car, you know, like the I-20. Well, Seat, Seat makes rally spec cars. Who? Seat. Seat. S-E-A-T. It's French. Uh, Renault makes rally bred cars. But they're not in the WRC. They were. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're, this, this is not a new concept. No, but it's like no companies are doing it anymore is, is my argument. Yeah, because it's not profitable. They're, they must be. They're making the GRRs. And maybe this will. Maybe this will. But but uh, until now, it has not been profitable. Right. That's, what, that's the only reason companies don't do shit. Is right. Because it's not profitable. They don't give a shit about anything else. Yeah. But uh, I but just if this changes Toyota. that, I would like to. You know. Yeah. Because like, what was it? Earlier when we started uh, Culture Beast, we were like, we think cars. People, manufacturers are going to start making cars that are like uh, drivers' cars that are you know throwbacks that yeah, are actually so purpose built. Not really anybody's done it. Except for Toyota with the GR, with the GRRs. So they're going to do a GR Supra, a GR Yaris, a GR Corolla, and a GR, what is that stupid car they make? Uh, the one that we don't like. The BRZ, BRZ. the FT86, yeah, or yeah. the whatever it's called now. Because mm-hmm. they change it every time. Every time they update the car, they change the name. Right. Which is the worst continuity market from a marketing <laughs> standpoint you could ever do. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't make, you know... Anyway, I could go on a whole rant about that. <laughs> but, um, you know, do you think that this GR is going to catch on with other manufacturers? This kind of do you think that's going to happen? I don't see it. I happening. think so. I mean, I think I think the GR Corolla will kill at least put a lot of pressure on Subaru Ford. The GR Corolla is going after that that uh, that focus, I think. The I think they're going after Ford the doesn't make the Focus anymore. Well, it's going after the the RS, the Focus RS, the Fiesta ST. Right, but they it's don't make those anymore. Subaru is still making the the STI, well, but they don't make a hatchback. No, God, that was a good looking. I That's think that I was mean. one of my like, favorite. Subaru enthusiasts want the hatchback, yeah, and but Subaru will not give it to my them. My point is, I think that. And I don't know how I didn't know they're not making the Focus RS anymore. Mm-hmm. That's really sad to me. Mm-hmm. I I got to drive a Fiesta ST uh, like two months ago, and I fell in absolute love with it. Yeah, I I love it's a little tiny thing. It's mm-hmm. fun, but like, and I'm sure if I drove the GRRs, I would have a blast. Yeah, but I don't want to own one. Sure, that's fair. Um, I'm uh, you. You have a valid point, and it takes a lot for me to admit that you're. <laughs> <laughs> valid points on anything. Um, and I'm I'm interested. I'm cautiously optimistic that 
the car community will catch on. The car yeah. manufacturers will catch on. Um, I hope it does. Yeah, and I think, I mean, like we were talking about the last one, you know, you see Nissan making the rear wheel drive turboed, you know, Z car. Um, yes. That's going to put and pressure I can't, on. Now, that is a car mm-hmm. I will own. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if, uh, if Toyota ends up doing a turboed version of the BRZ, you know, in response to which, that, which you know? they they should have done from the beginning. Yeah, but, but I mean, what other companies are making high hatches? You know, where's the hot hatches? A lot of them. You know, my favorite hot hatch, it's Korean. The Type N baby. Type N, yeah, dude, that is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would like to see a GR Yaris and a Type N go at it. Mm-hmm. But the Type N isn't, is it turbo? Is it all-wheel drive? That I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's front wheel, if right. I'm honest. But it's still a hot hatch. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's try. I keep forgetting that Apple changed it down here. Hyun, Hyun, Isn't that what they used to do in the commercials? Type, uh, Veloster... And um, okay, uh, and they have the same horsepower specs. Here we go. It's a bigger motor too. It's a bigger car. Mm-hmm. Thirty-one hundred pounds, front-wheel drive. Yeah. So that's what I, I mean. Like I feel like Toyota just did the GRs really, really well. Well. I'm waiting to see. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm not convinced. Yeah. I'm not convinced. Speaking of Toyota and GR, though. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the new GT3 car that they made no, from the ground up? Yes. Yes. Why can't I get a road-going coupe <laughs> version of that? Seriously. That, and I'm going to say something controversial, and I hope one day the Toyota CEO sees this and yells at me in some Japanese <laughs> language. Some Japanese language. Well, we're off the air. There it is. There's always one There's time. only one Japanese language. Yes, and it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, that should have been the new Supra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me refresh your memory. That should have been the new Supra. Yes, Absolutely. And if it's you don't know stunning. what we're talking about, Toyota, uh, um, the GR um, GT3, it's called. I yeah, that should have been the new Supra. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, where the where you been holding that one out? Seriously. I mean, that design. I hope that's where they're going. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like Toyota keeps making cars that are like the world looks at, and they're like, okay, you know. Oh, like, the new the new. I saw in the flesh driving down the road in Bozeman a new Tundra, mm-hmm. the brand new one, and mm-hmm. it is has a presence yeah. on the road. It's big, dude. Yeah. Even massive. when I see the Siennas, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I rave about Toyotas. I could, I could, I, I could do a whole podcast on Toyotas. Well, I'd rather we didn't. So let's move <laughs> Same. on. Same. Um, but yeah, I I think that should have been the new Supra. Mm-hmm. I am sticking to my guns. I said this. Uh, on an earlier podcast, and then I kind of wavered. I'm sticking to my guns. I think the new Super is absolutely atrocious. Do you? It. I thought it was growing on me, and then I kept relooking at it, and I just mm. can't. I like them better in person than I do in pictures. Oh, I, I will say that. Yeah. Because um, you can get they're a little bit longer than you think they are, mm-hmm. and they, they. But I just can't get behind it. The, I can't. the good thing about the new Super is, is when you see them in person, you notice them. Yes, you know? that is true. It's hard to not notice a new Supra. Yes. Having said that. I think that they just, 
I just, I guess after, it's like the NSX. When the NSX, you know, they haven't made an, an, an you know, the last update was 2005. Mm-hmm. And they stopped making them in like 7, 8. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, I, I like the original, the first gen, because of the flip lights, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I they had a long time to bring us a new NSX. And when they did, it was like, yeah. That's how I feel about the Supra. They had, and you take these cars and you have the pedigree and the expectation, mm-hmm. and then you don't deliver. I lose it. I lose I, faith. I think I found the common thread when you were thinking about that. Hmm. Toyota, Toyota's worst cars are when they partner with a different company. Toyota's best cars are when they do them by themselves. The eight six, paired with Subaru, it's. Yeah, the BR. Okay. Yeah, and then they did the the Supra and the um, Z4 BMW. Mm-hmm. And those are the two outlining cars that were like, meh, kind of whatever. But the GRERs, banging. Corolla, banging. GT3. GT3, banging. Tacoma, or um, Tundra, Tundra. banging. The new Land Cruiser that we can't, they're, yes. they're, stops, they're not selling Land Cruiser in the States right. anymore, which is bullshit. It is. Um, but but they'll sell you the Lexus equivalent for yeah. <laughs> fifty more grand. Right, bastards. I think. Uh, I think that's the common thread. Yeah, that's fair. It's well, just not partner with people. I mean, what other companies partner for? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, Aston Martin uses. Um, a lot of Ford stuff. Well, they did. Well, no, no, yeah, but now they use a lot of Mercedes stuff. A lot oh. of people use Mercedes stuff. A lot of people, even um, Pagani, when they, I mean, a lot of people use AMG engines because they fucking work. Mm-hmm. Oop, there it was. Because <laughs> they flip and work. Yeah. My mom's starting to listen to these, so I have to. <laughs> Tone back. Yeah. I told her to <laughs> My just. My mom listens to you, so. Do? Yeah, she does. She does? Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> Look at, that's. Our see, parents are big oh supporters. My, yeah, they really are. Um, yeah, we, um, but I. I've quite forgotten what I was talking about. Um, Subarus. My brain's a little foggy That's still. That's okay. Um, Subarus? No. Oh. You're so if you think about <laughs> other car manufacturers, besides like components, but like from the ground up, sure. not a lot of them... I mean, Audi shares Volkswagen stuff. Well, that's different. They're owned by the same company. Right. Subaru and Toyota, BMW and Toyota, are not owned by the same company. That's I mean, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Well, the Su- okay. Toyota owns a big part of Subaru, so that's why they, they partnered with the... But it's just... Uh, but you yeah. know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Um, but I think that's the common thread. I think that's... Uh, I think when, when Toyota does their uh, themselves, cars by themselves, they do great. That's fair. That's a valid... That's a culture beast point right yeah, there. That's a yeah. good one. Speaking of Volkswagen, I was driving out of the canyon into Bozeman from Big Sky the other day, and this black SUV screamed by me, probably about 130. Mm-hmm. And it was the um, the Lamborghini Urus. Oh, really? <laughs> and it was at full chat, as, I, as Jeremy Clarkson likes to say. Just on it. And I have to say, I'm not a fan of I wasn't a fan when they came out. I right. think this luxury uh, super SUV fad, because now Ferraris, mm-hmm. when they swore five years ago they were never going to do it, right. and now they're building one, right. and granted, it is the best looking of them. Yes. I mean, Aston Martin's got the DBX. Which uh, is gorgeous the Urus, as well. the, Bentley's got is. one. Bentley, uh, the Bentayga, uh, the Cullinan, you know, rolls, the rolls, all they did was give the Phantom 
better suspension and a higher roof line. That's really all yeah. they did. Um, but Volkswagen is just such a funny company. Yeah, they, but but I tell you what, I'm I'm not a, I'm, I hate these things. Yeah, and it had to be one of the best sounding cars. I mean, yeah. I mean, it just blew. I mean, scared the shit out of me. It's so rad. But it, it was, and you know what? In person, mm-hmm. they're they're sweet. They're go- They're huge. Yeah, they're big, real big. That you don't think, but they're massive cars. Yeah. I wonder what, when, and they're wide. Yeah, I wonder when they'll do a redesign because they've been out for what well, six years. Uh, here's the thing: it borrows a lot of styling notes from the Aventador and the Huracan. I think we're going to have to wait for their replacement, mm-hmm. which is coming. I mean, there, there's prototypes mm-hmm. of the... Because they always do the, you know, the Gallardo and then the Huracan and now this one. And then they do the big, you know, the flagship, which is right. the, you know, the Diablo, Murcielago, um, Aventador. There's one in between there that I'm forgetting. Yeah. Yeah, Volkswagen is just such a funny company because they have, like, the... What's the what's the big, uh, the big SUV that they do? The oh, the Atlas. One. Yeah, the Atlas. That's a gorgeous car. But then the the Audi version of that is the Q8, which is even better. Mm, oh, it's and it's the, the Q8 is one of the prettiest SUVs so on sunny. the market. And then the the Urus. It's all the is same. Based, it's all the same chassis. Yeah, it just gets a little bit bigger. But Volkswagen yeah. is like, oh, we'll just stick with this, you know. <laughs> well, and and I mean Volkswagen. You know, there's a lot of people that complain about, you know, well, it's Audi part of this, you know. But, I mean, they're they're brilliant. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see them do, uh, personally, I'd like to see them come out with um, uh, an updated version of the bus. Of the bus? Yeah, the Volkswagen They bus. just keep they're rebuilding them as electric them. and all stuff. But I think it, they'd be fun to actually do one. Yeah, they've been teasing them. Speaking of Audi, did you see uh, Ken Block is on Audi? Mm-hmm. Did you see uh, the car they built for him? No. Mm. Show me. Or I'll Google it here in a minute. I'll just have to relight this. Um, how's your cigar? You're halfway in. Dude, it's delicious. The tea Lanceros, for some reason, they just, I think they smoke better than most other yeah. sizes. Um, okay, so Ken Block. Let's see here. And then I want to talk about, remind me, Chimera. Okay. Um, that's the next thing. Uh, Ken block Audi car. That seems to get me somewhere. Oh, they built him an e-tron car. Mm-hmm. Okay, hang on. Ken block Audi car images. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. What? See, why can't we get that? Yeah. They could bring this back with mm-hmm. less scaffolding on it, mm-hmm. call it the new Quattro, and they'd sell out the first five years they built it. Yeah. And that's what they're doing is they're calling it a Quattro. Oh, yeah. Look at that. It, the S1E. Yeah. I really do not like the livery on it. But oh, well, no. Those wheels. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 definitely definitely cool. It's all electric. Which is what it, whatever, I guess. I mean, well, that's where everything's going. That's where everything's going. Yeah. But that's, I'm, that's, he's, he gets, he has the best job in the world. Yeah, he really does. But so have you heard of Chimera? Yes. So they took, um, they're a one-off, um, and you know the Type 037 Lancia that I love? Mm-hmm. They are doing a basically updated version of it. Oh yeah, that white one. Yeah, well, it's several colors now, but they um, have one at the at Monte Carlo for yep. the WRC this year. 
Yep. And they and that's that's why I wanted to talk about them. Not only are they bringing back you know a modern take of a really great car, like you know, um, you know they've done it with the Stratos. They've you know several cars have had the Delta Integrale. Right. Um, they are actually getting involved in motorsport. They're putting their money where their mouth oh, is. Oh, good. I'm glad and, to hear that. and not a lot of people are. Uh huh. And I love that for the, I love that. And they're a one-off company. They make one car. Do they? Yeah. Is it just the, the they call it the Evo Thirty Seven? Oh, good. I love that. And they just make this. And it, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, they it's, kept it boxy. Yeah. But it's sophisticated. It's, it's, Every every company that does a homage should look at them as reference because they did it really really well. Well, when you look actually, at it, you know what you're looking that's at. That's not the company I would say they need to they need to look at. What do you mean? David Brown um, has brought back the mini. Like what? Yeah. Are the original minis? Yeah, but he's like re- he's updated. I'll show you. I'm saying because mini's still a mini. Like well, no, minis. like he's brought back the old the classic mini. And made it like the minis were totally customizable. Um, Coach work. Yeah. Co- yep. Definitely. Um, and you, I mean, they start at fifty, sixty grand, but they are completely. I mean, completely new. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, and but like, it's a new. It's a new. But you can customize it and everything. Yeah. Huh. It's all new. Obviously, it's modeled after, you know, but like ever, it's completely like you can customize it any way you want. Oh, wow. That's and pretty cool. They've done it. They've made it a like the thing that's cool being a fashion guy, too. Sure. You know, they've made it kind of like an auto salon versus like ordering like, a car. Like, like what you, um, you Singer does? What? Like what Singer builds? Yeah. Like yeah. you go, you kind of build this thing how you want yeah. it. And to get a. A brand new mini that's all modern mechanics, electronics, designed how you want for fifty, sixty grand. That's wild. And they make, I think, so one of the so one spend, of the best you'd, modern you'd homages six, to the classic GT car, the Speedback GT. Mm. So you'd spend sixty on that, but not on a GIRS. No, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. No, I wouldn't. No, I mean, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't spend it on the RS. I'd spend it on the mini. <laughs> Interesting. That's what I meant. Yeah. Gotcha. Because it'd be, it, I, that to me is worth it. Yeah. I mean, and look at it. I mean, it's it's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. And again, they, I, I just, I, I'm a sucker for coach work too. Yeah, it's it's so it's it is really interesting to see, because okay, them, Audi, um, uh, Nissan, um, the company that you mentioned before, they're all making like throwback yeah. cars or cars that are like they're renovating. Did you see Travis Pastrana's new car? Yes, you showed it to me. The uh, GL? No. Look up Travis Pastrana, um, Jim Connor, new, new Jim Connor car. Okay. It's, it's a move I didn't expect Subaru to make. Like, it's genuinely a, like, a, a move that I was surprised Subaru did. So, I'm, I'm Travis Pastrana. New Jim Connor or new, yeah, I don't know. What you should search. New car? I think so. Uh, let's see. I think, yeah, no, I did see it. Because I like the wheels. Yeah, so they took the 80s Geo wagon. Yeah. And then made a full carbon body. Yeah. 
out of the car and then put it on a like essentially a rally chassis. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Can I see your lighter? I think it's because I'm too close to the thingy. And mine is just yeah. Mine's having a hard time smoking as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's just interesting, like. Uh, that Subaru chose to chose that platform, you know. It's really cool. Yeah, but the GL wagon, I always kind of, I always thought they're kind of cool. Yeah, but for Subaru to take yeah. that, it's well, just I mean, very unprecedented. Nostalgia is the currency of the realm right now. Yeah, you know, with the first like motorsports enthusiasts, we're like, yes, yeah, oh, you yeah. know, like it's so cool. Well, it's like you know when they do like an Evo thirty-seven and the new Mini, and you know. Um, it's it's reminiscent of a different time of motorsport. Yep. And the other thing that I really enjoy about kind of some of these companies and what they're doing, not Toyota, um, <laughs> is that I they're staying true to the roots. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love to see. I would love to see um, Porsche do a a new front engined uh, entry level sports car. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. I'd like to see um, Volkswagen bring back the um, SP2. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a gorgeous car. Yeah, the SP2 is really cool. Um, I'd like to see Fiat do a a new 2 plus 2 sports car like the old uh, um, Dinos and stuff. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see more of this mm-hmm. nostalgia. I'd love to see Renault do a new Turbo 5. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I would... You, with today's technology, mm-hmm. it'd be a hybrid. Oh, let's yeah, yeah, be yeah. real. Yeah, yeah. But can you imagine? Gosh, it'd be so cool. With carbon fiber and mm-hmm. lighting, light, lightened chassis mm-hmm. that we can do now? Gosh, it'd be amazing. But yeah, it's cool. I mean, it's cool seeing like all these companies you know, do these... Uh, I'd love to be able to get a turbo slant six Mustang. Yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. I don't, you know, I, I think it'd be cool to, um, you know, I, and, and so it makes you wonder kind of now that car companies are starting to do this and these startup companies are starting to do this. What's next? Bruh. What yeah, are they going to bring I mean. back next? Yeah. Cause it's cool. Cause like in 20 electric horseless carriages. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, that's a Prius. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting place where cars are at right now. But it's fun, it's fun, especially because, like, when we first started Culture Beast, like, we were saying that it'd be cool if car companies did this, and now they're you know, doing it. You know, yeah, I was, I, that brings up an interesting point about how much of our Culture Beast, we, I'm going to need to go back and start listening to the first couple episodes, because we have predicted a lot of shit that actually happened. Yeah. We're good at it. We actually are. Yeah. Seeing trends and yeah. calling out. Yeah. Well, we're, we're both kind of students of trends and other things like fashion and right. and music and BMX and, uh-huh. and whatever sport yeah. that I, I don't do any of those. Um, <laughs> you know, but it, it, it's interesting, you know, so we do kind of, we are maybe more aware of trends than other people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I listen um, to other like automotive podcasts. And they're talking just kind of whatever, and I'm like, Whatever's you don't know that this is happening. Like, yeah. like I'm answering their questions for them, you yeah. know. And like, I want to call them and be like, dude, this is what's happening, you know? Yeah, get a research person. Yeah, get a research person. You have more followers than <laughs> us, and we're doing better. Yeah. Um, something that's happening. Uh, speaking of trends in the automotive world, is we're seeing we're finally like uh, you know years ago people are like, well, we're dropping the V8, we're not going to be doing, it. and we're starting to see it. 
Yeah. We're starting to see the takeover of the twin turbo V6. Yep. And I am not about it. Yeah. Until my father's looking at a new vehicle, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. Um, and uh, I've been kind of pointing him. He, he still wants to be a capable vehicle. He just doesn't need a big truck. Sure. I've been turning him towards the Ranger. So mm-hmm. I've been doing research mm-hmm. on the new Rangers. Yeah. 2.9 liter twin turbo four cylinder. Yeah. Tow capacity. Okay. 12,000 pounds. Wow. You want to know what that thing pulls? 12,000 pounds. 12,000 pounds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a 5.6 liter V8. That's crazy. If they can do that with a four cylinder? Yeah. I yeah. mean, we're going to start, and this is the prediction. This is what I'm getting to. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to start seeing these big 3500s and F350s have tiny little engines. Yeah. But I, I, mean, wa- I mean, that's. The, the I'm, I'm sad. Yeah. But then, but it also, I'm in, I'm like sadly intrigued because Mm -hmm. Mercedes, you know, they've got that four liter or that four cylinder that they're getting 400 horsepower out of. Yeah. I mean, the GRRs is a three cylinder, you know, that produces 250. Yeah, but the turbo is as big as our face. Yeah. It's a massive turbo. (laughs) Which is cool. Yeah. You know, you get out and freaking, you can buy that car. Well, we can't, but it's buyable. Yeah, we can't. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's available for no one. Yeah, <laughs> for Toyota. Toyota can have it. The Japanese market just has such cool cars. Yeah, know? just don't get them. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious. Uh, you know, in ten years, how they still run? You know, if they're reliable. Oh, I, I mean, I I think these these first generations. I think you know, you pull twelve thousand pounds with a two point nine liter four cylinder, it's gonna break. I'm yeah, sorry. it's go- it's got to be hard on it. Because I mean, you think of like uh, the Audi Aro that was a twin turbo, and like at the beginning, you know, like oh yeah, the first. Have you seen the current all road? Oh yeah, they're gorgeous. It's gorgeous. But like the first generation, you know, like oh, yeah. the, f- the first fifty thousand miles, yeah. sure, they're fine. And then after that, you know, you can buy one for like a thousand bucks. So they're yeah. just piles <laughs> of crap. Yeah, and they don't work. No, they don't work. Oh. So like, at what point, like how? I'm curious, like long road, like how are they going to hold up? Yeah, you know. Well, and that's that's. I mean, they're good because if here's the thing: if if they don't hold up, it's not going to s- be sustainable. Uh-huh. People aren't going to buy them. Mm-hmm. I, just, I really, I really think someone's going to come out with a fuel alternative, and we're just going to keep petrol cars. I well, really do. I and I will swear on a stack of Bibles. I've been told that I've been wrong, and I haven't been able to find it. But I swear on a stack of Bibles. Years ago, I saw an article from Audi that said they had developed a synthetic gasoline, and mm-hmm. I never saw it again. Mm-hmm. And I have since met a synthetic biologist friend in Big Sky, yeah, and she's brilliant. Talked about this last yeah. podcast. And, yeah, and so you know, she said the big, the only reason we don't have one is because it's not profitable for the oil companies. Mm-hmm. But so at some point, like some some sort it, of something's got to get. Well, we're going to run out of oil, and then suddenly it's going to be like. You're right. Yeah. Sorry. And um, like uh, with with the new with the new uh, electric cars, you know, if a battery goes out, who's going to spend fifteen thousand dollars to replace their batteries? No. We have to figure Nobody. out a way to make them. Yeah. If uh, more economical. Yeah, because I mean, like, hardly anybody spends a thousand dollars on an engine to get an engine replaced. No. They're not spending ten. No. You know. Well, and and it sustainability you know, has to be a factor. It does. I mean, and, and I have a theory on that O-20 oil that, like, Honda and all those guys are using. 
you you want people to buy a new car because they have to before hundred thousand miles. Right. Put a put a thin oil in it. Right. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's brilliant. It it's really diabolically is. brilliant. But uh-huh. like that can't be good. Right. You know. Yeah, unless it's just tuned to a specific way. But well, no, but even tuned. I mean, that's less lubrication. That's less viscosity. I mean, it just. Sure. I don't know, man. I'm not a I'm not a biologist <laughs> or a, a chemist or whatever the hell. Yeah. Whoever does that shit. <laughs> I'm not a botanist, I, I'm not, but I can I, tell you. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> the fact that I thought it was biology should tell you everything you need to know. Um, but I I'm I'm there's just certain things that are happening that I don't think could be sustainable. Uh-uh. So. No, and electric cars are, I mean, we've talked about this a million times in the past. Yeah. They're just not so, so when you replace a battery and it goes, those don't. What do you do with it? You can't just put them in a field. They right. leak. Right. Hazardous materials. Yeah. And they don't break down. Yeah. Like they don't, um, what's the word for that? Uh, decompose. Decompose. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I don't know if you can re, you can't reuse them. Can you? No. Can you re? No, it's like it's. I bought you know a year and a couple months ago. I, I got this iPhone 12 Pro. Right. The moment I plugged it into the charger the first time, the battery has a shelf life. Right. The first. I mean, the first time you, the battery's depleted and you recharge it, it has a shelf life. Right. Period. Right. That's. That's where we're at, and as a technological society. Yeah. And once your battery starts. Yeah, so starts every time I low. plug in my Tesla, my Tesla Plaid S, if I ever got one. <clears throat> Um, I, it, it's got a shelf life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, I heard a I heard a b- piece of news that um, Tesla is selling uh, batteries, like batteries that it, that they've had, but they have like thirty percent less capacity. Mm-hmm. And it's just like at some point that battery is not going to be able to charge anymore. No. So Whereas you have, you know, a car that has an, a, a gas engine, you know, and you're not worried about like power not coming from that engine, mm-hmm. you know. And you have to remember, certain hybrids, like the Prius, has batteries. Right. Other mm-hmm. hybrids have electric motors. Right. Now that, you know, electric motor is basically a magneto. Okay. Right. It spins, creates electricity. Right. Yeah. Those wear out. Right. It has bearings. Uh-huh. It has wires. It has mo- mechanical components. Those mm-hmm. wear out. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't see it. So being if I'm doing, you know, I'm on a track in a in my Porsche 918, 918, and I'm going around a corner and the electric motor just fails. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? The, the comparison just, that I see is like, okay, like, let's say in 2035, everybody has. Has well, that's a what it's. That's, there's, there's legislation. That's what I'm saying about that. That's yeah, what I'm we saying. talked about that at length in culture. Yeah, Street. so let's say that actually comes to fruition. Okay. When we start, when when our phones can't charge well any longer, we get a new phone. Yep. Right, and it's just a phone. Yep. So if everybody got rid of their phone, it would equal to a very very big pile. Right. Very much so. And but of course, we do what we always do. Batteries. We drop it in the middle of the Indian Ocean or some shit. Right. But you multiply that by batteries and cars. Which are not small. Right. They're they're this big, you know. So, if, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are getting rid of batteries miles. and cars. Like, we're going to have way more problem with that than yeah. we are with gas, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And here's the thing. Uh, going kind of circling back to the synthetic gas, you know, if it's synthetic, you should be able to engineer it in a way where it burns clean. Mm-hmm. Which would change tuning, which would change mechanics. And it's going to save the environment mm-hmm. better than the batteries. That's why somebody said, you know, I, I forget what it was, but, uh, you know, somebody was saying how, uh, no, it was Elon Musk that said, you know, as it sits now, for everything to go electric, all cars and stuff, he said, we don't have the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Electricity isn't just, it's made. Mm-hmm. People don't seem to realize that. Electricity yeah. is made. Right. Right. We don't have the infrastructure in this country. Right. I don't know about the planet. I haven't talked to other ministers of, you know, the interior of other countries. Right. I only know, I don't know any of them. But, you know, there's no infrastructure for this. Mm-hmm. So I don't, and I don't, I unless there's a huge technological breakthrough, which let's be real, there's only four people in the world that would probably make that breakthrough. Sure. You know, Elon Musk. Jeff Bezos. Uh, Jeff Bezos, CERN, sure. Um, you know, over in Europe, right? Um, you know, th- th- w- twenty thirty-five is not feasible. Yeah, I heard. Okay, I, here's a, here's another another segue. Uh, I was talking to a friend recently, and they were saying that uh, I don't know if this is true or not. Mm-hmm. But hearsay, Bill, we call that hearsay. Uh, Bill Gates is investing in nuclear energy. Uh huh. That's why that's why Honda and there's two other ones have not given up on their hydrogen um, programs. Yeah, hydrogen they, car programs. Yeah, Toyota's developing because a hydrogen race car. They know that it's not, you know, that it's not feasible. Right. Yeah, Toyota's de- been developing a hydrogen-powered race car. Yeah. I mean, went really well for the Hindenburg, but <laughs> well, you know, for those of you who don't know that historical reference. Oh, yeah. Um, and a grand scale. Yeah. Well, it was rather large. Um, but yeah, so I just don't foresee it being feasible. And again, you never know. Mm-hmm. But when the guy who basically pioneered the the commercial electric car says, yeah, we don't have the infrastructure for that. I'm going to listen to him. Yeah, absolutely. The guy that's putting rockets into the freaking... We put a car in space, too. Yeah. I think he sent it to Mars, so when the world goes tits up, he has a car to drive around. That's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably hard to get a base up there. It just doesn't let anybody know. Well, yeah, he does disappear. Uh, every, um, if you haven't, Joe Rogan, I don't really like his podcast that much just because of, you know, some of the things he says are a lot of people listen to him, and it, it, it's not quite factual, and it could, that's dangerous. Sure. Um, but his... Latest one with Elon Musk. He's done a few, but it's like three hours long. I encourage you to listen to it. Um, just put it on. I didn't know. realize he's done a lot with. I know he's done one with Elon, but no, I mean, he's done several. Oh, interesting. But the latest one with Elon is, uh, you know, is really it's a lot about his space program and and it's it's. I encourage you to listen to it. Like, you know, like Joe Rogan asked because he's a Star Wars fan. He asked the question. He said, "Will there ever be a hyperdrive?" And he said. He said that that doesn't. He said we have figured out at this point, without discovering a new element or metal or whatever, you know, uh, that we have basically capped um, technology for propulsion. Huh. And I that's I mean it's just you should listen to it. But it goes to, you know, what are we gonna do? Right. Right. So. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know where it goes. I don't have the I don't have the degrees to tell you. 
But I know I know it's not sustainable. No, for sure. electric cars are not sustainable. To, what to I think is going to be a breakthrough. I, this is again another culture beast prediction mm-hmm. uh, from the Hue side here. Um, I think that we're going to see uh, a renaissance, if you will, in forced induction. Oh, okay, yeah. Superchargers, turbochargers, um, modification elements to the engine to make it more efficient. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it's a broad, uh, it's a broad, broad world, I suppose. Yeah, it is, and it it it. I'm interested to see how they tackle it. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird to to watch. Yeah. I don't got anything else. I'm tapped. Um, I I do want to touch on one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. I want you to explain a little bit of why this this um, um, dune buggy is is such a a cool project because I think it's a great story, and uh, ever since my kind of health scare, I've. I've been very sentimental and weepy. I'll just be honest. <laughs> okay. I just start weeping sometimes. Um, but it's just a really touching story, and I'd like you to touch on that. So um, I wasn't looking for another project because I don't need another project. No, you don't have the room for another project. Have, you literally are yeah. stacking cars now. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's in like Matchbox I, City in here. In a place that shouldn't be stacked. Yeah, no shit. Um, on things that probably shouldn't yeah, be stacked. I got, I got cars stacked and a car on its side. Yeah, like, we're out of room. <laughs> and I have three sets of wheels in my living room or in my foyer. Yeah. Sorry, landlords. Um, so there I was getting the oil changed on my, on my beetle. There I was Dodge city. Okay. Okay. So I get a lot, I get a lot of, I get a lot of flack for not changing the oil on my cars. I hate it. I hate changing the oil in my cars. I hate the whole process. You know they have people that can do that. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. And that's what I want. Like, I don't want to go get the oil, get all messy. No, I mean, like, you could just go to Jiffy Lube. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. I I, I don't change the oil in my cars. I like changing the oil. I love flak oil for it, you know? I love changing my own oil. Yeah, that's great. Some people love it, but I hate (laughs) the whole process. good for you. (laughs) Yeah, you can take it to Jiffy Lube, like, pay them, you know, eat eat an ice cream sandwich, Mm. and then... uh, and then pick up your car and you're not messy you're not having to deal with the extra oil no this and that they even write you a nice old card and stick it in the window yeah exactly it's It's great so uh so i have a uh, a place in town change the oil in my bug yeah get it done go pick it up and uh the guy's like oh i i uh, I was kind of bsing with him so i had some bugs posted on instagram or on facebook for sale and he's like yeah i think i have something that you might want or they might be interested in and he showed me this dune buggy. And you'd never really talked to him about a dune buggy before. No, yeah. never. And so uh, and so he showed me this dune buggy, and I was like, oh, no, what do you want for it? And he was like, oh, $500. And I'm like, 500 bucks. And I was like, let me pray about it. You know, cause and I it came with a tranny. Yeah, it came with well, a tranny. Well, no, you can't. It, it's, t- it's 2022. You can't, you can't say that. It's transmission. <laughs> it's transmission. transmission. Which, uh, I apologize. Might be a blessing or a cursing. We'll see. Um... <laughs> So uh, so I prayed about it, and then uh, like my I chief... Just, full disclosure, we were talking about the transmission being a blessing or a curse, not... Man, 2020, well, you well, got to be politically you know, correct here. You know. Yeah. Um, oh, now, hey. <laughs> we don't get political, we don't. I just said, you know. I know. Yeah. And uh, that was a whole paragraph. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, so... Uh, so I was praying about it, and I kept thinking of it. Like, I, I thought about my dad, because my dad always talks about... 
uh, wanting to drive a dune buggy. He's talked about it my entire life. And wow. I was like, you know what? He's coming to Billings next year or this, this year to, yeah, this uh, year to visit. And uh, how great would it be to get this thing running and driving and him and I can go bomber and Billings driving this dune buggy. And I was like, you know what? It's worth it. So I pay the guy 500 bucks and it's just been like this really great journey so far. Like I was telling you in the kitchen, like um, I went to Fairfield, Montana to get tires. Have you ever been to Fairfield? Never. It's it's an interesting little place, man. It's yeah, it's so small. There's like these huge silos. More silos than there are people. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a grain. A, there's a a grain um, elevator station there that they. Yeah, just yeah. wild. So I went there to get them, um, and it's just like this project is is taking me to to places and developing skills that I just. I don't know. We might be going to Hamilton, Montana next next weekend. Yeah. For an engine. Yeah. And, um, and that's really fun. And just people are just like really excited about this project. And so like, I don't know, I was spending some time with the Lord this morning just praying and, and like just being really thankful for like what this project has yeah. been developing in me you know yeah. about a welder you know which i wouldn't i wouldn't have and you've already welded new floor parts of floor pans yeah so learning how to weld again which gives me you know because this guy's got a bunch of rust on it that i gotta fix i thought you were getting rid of that i don't know okay <laughs> we'll see um so uh e- either way in the future like i need yeah. a welder you know yeah. so had i not bought this project i wouldn't have got a welder no. And I bought just a cheap welder. And you're learning about, you know, restoration body work. Exactly. You know, rust spots. And And it's good because I've I've honestly struggled with, like, a lot of apathy in my life in the last few years of, like, starting projects. They get kind of, like, cut off and, like, taken. Um, And so I've just had had a hard time, like, digging into projects and, like... I don't know, like following through with them. Yeah. But like making like little steps of progress with this car has been really, really helpful you've for made, me. You've made, I think, since I've known you, and it's it's been a while now, mm-hmm. um, you've done more on this car than I've seen you do on almost any other project yeah. since I've known I mean, you, you tinkered with the, the 924 for quite a bit just trying to different things to get it to turn over yeah it's it got but it running, like this got it running is massive stuff yeah this is like a full restoration it's a restoration mm-hmm. yeah and that's wicked and it's like this is giving so doing my motorcycle my, my cafe racer last year gave me confidence to to jump into this this is giving me confidence to jump into the dots and Dotson will give me confidence to jump into whatever else I decide to build. So yeah, it's just it's really fun and getting to you know have this car be a part of my story. Whoever buys it next, or if it gets passed to somebody else next, or whatever, then it has a it has more of a chance to be part of somebody else's story, which is really and fun. Just I mean, just on this one Google page, look how many different iterations. Dune yeah. buggies are were like they were so custom like you made it yours mm-hmm. and so i'm real and knowing you and how intentional you are i mean if you don't know paul very well you need to get to know him um he is a design aficionado he's a savant when it comes to <laughs> to design i, well, I really you. truly believe that thanks and i don't compliment you very often so just <laughs> shut up and take it um well not in public anyway that's um, that's awkward um but i'm so i'm knowing what like what you've done with your house mm-hmm. and what you've done in, in here mm-hmm. and what you've done you know at the shops and and when you way back when when you worked for shields and did you know design yeah like i'm really excited to see the end result thank you and what 
Aspen touches Thanks. are going to be on this. Yeah, yeah, it's fun because like when I posted my motorcycle, I got a lot of compliments well, too, on yeah, it. Motorcycle, yeah, motorcycle. Yeah. Uh, like the guy like the like, yellow headlight. Such a s- small detail in the grand scheme and of it, it but it makes that yeah. whole bike. Yeah, and just that small thing, you know. It makes the like, whole bike. The guy that I got the motorcycle from, he's like, "Dang, if 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 I would have known you were going to build that bike with that, I would have just given it to you." He like he didn't think I was going to finish that bike. He's a cool, dude. Yeah, I, fu- I, uh, I he's cool. Yeah, he didn't uh, he didn't because not a, he doesn't see a lot of people finish the projects that he sells. You yeah. know, so uh, so that was really encouraging. You know. Yeah, and it's fun. I just you know it, these cars are just cars. They're they're more. I think cars should be more introspective than they should be material. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Absolutely. they. I think they shouldn't be the end result. It should be the journey. It should be the people that you connect with. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be what it well, is. Well, and that you know, and true car enthusiasts, I we all like what we like it's all different but we all have one thing in common is that we have an emotional bond with cars yeah there's something emotional we have an emotional response when it comes to cars but i think there's there there there's two sides of that emotion it can be it can be healthy or it can be unhealthy oh absolutely the unhealthy is it's just a material thing and in, and i want people to see me as this you know mm-hmm. or i want to I want and to i think be unfortunately that uh, aftermarket car scene has kind of gone that way unfortunately absolutely because it's it's uh, i mean us as men like we and i have a whole theory about that we function off of uh affirmation yeah affirmation accolades yeah and so when you when you when you get a new car or whatever we want to be affirmed that we are worth something because of that car instead of using that car to hone crafts and hone intentionality Mm -hmm. and purpose for ourselves to be a better to be a better person to our friends to our family yeah you know and that's why i think to uh, to be better citizens of the world yeah and that's why i completely agree and i think that's why i love the old school um kind of classic art uh, and i it is an art form of coach yes. building yeah and you know how I, i'm i'm obsessed with coach building right i am and like and i know a lot of the company like i know a lot more than some car guys about coach building because i just love it and you have these guys like um uh chris rungi you know mm-hmm. uh over in the midwest doing those you know from scratch uh you know hand turning the metal on those uh old porsche chassis mm-hmm. and rod emery and you have these you know those guys get it mm-hmm. yeah. you know and and chris chris rungi if you haven't looked up rungi automotive he builds the craziest shit and he's self-taught yeah a lot of the guys are which is like super he cool. bought an old english um or an old like european style um shaping wheel english metal wheel, yeah, yeah. and he mm-hmm. just taught himself how to, and he's building one-off cars mm-hmm. And he starts with a wood chass, you know, wood fray, and then build, you know, and it's just wicked. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, I love it. Yeah, that's, that's, I see myself going in that direction. Like, I want to buy another Beetle Pan. You said you want to, you want to do a kit car soon, too. Yeah, I want to get another Beetle, a Beetle, Beetle Pan. Beetle Pan. <laughs> I want to get another Beetle Pan, use that Subaru engine as yep. a platform, and just build a car around that platform. That'd you be know? wicked. Yeah, that'd be super fun. I, that's a good that's a good ending note I think uh-huh. we did a lot done today we did yeah and I know that because I'm really tired now mm-hmm. um, as always it's thanks nice for to listening be, yeah thanks, thanks for, for listening and and thank you for um, your continued support we mm-hmm. have 
I don't know if you know that we have listeners all over the U.S. now. No, really? Yeah, we have we have uh, listeners in Georgia. We have listeners in New York. We have listeners in California. We have listeners in Florida. Um, uh, you know, and it's wicked, it's wicked cool. Like my friend Kara, uh, she's um, uh, works in real estate in Georgia, and she will be doing her files um, on her computer, and she'll have the YouTube page up. That's amazing. And she's listened to every episode we have. That's awesome. Nicole King. Yeah, Nicole King. You know, she li- like, and it's pe- oh, some people are car enthusiasts, some aren't. Mm-hmm. They you just know, like to hear a sock, I guess. So and so, really thank fun. you for your continued support, because um, this is, uh, and and as we kind of touched on last time, we're we're kind of we've really gone kind of put our heads together and, and kind of brainstormed some really cool things for this year for Culture Beast and taking it basically advancing it to the next level, and we couldn't do that without you know the support. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you everybody. for listening. As always, Paul. Hopefully everybody got some some stuff out of this or some things to think about. Yeah. And yeah. If you want to add to the conversation, you know, you get message us. We we love we love that. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, this is culture beast. This is culture beast. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>